0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So Reeves will inbound. Grimes will guard the inbound pass. Five seconds remaining. This must be a lob look to Vanderbilt. Reeves gets Russell. Russell fires up the three off the rim. Won't go quickly. The rebound and that'll do it. Knicks with a big road win, stopping their three-game losing streak without Jalen Brunson. Lakers three-game winning streak comes to an end as they finish up this homestand. And Julius Randle with a huge bounce-back game. Struggled yesterday, but pours in 33.
1: Oh man, (sighs) did I need that? Did I need that? There are some games where I get on here and they win and I'm like, they really needed that. And then this has been now, I want to say this is like the third time, the third or fourth time this season where I just like as a fan, and I don't know if anybody else shares the sentiment. I I felt like I needed that one (laughs) just to keep the spirits up, um, just to keep the positivity flowing and just like, not to have to go into Portland feeling like, oh my God, um, is it all coming? Is it all coming crumbling down after we reached seemingly the highest of highs uh, where we were talking ourselves into all sorts of things and um, needed that, needed that. So the Knicks win, um, 112-108 in a game that, uh, in LA against the Lakers, missing LeBron James, but we we're missing Jalen Brunson. And uh, I got news for you. One of those people has a chance of showing up on a few rogue MVP ballots, and one of them does not. Um, I'll let you figure out which is which. So I don't want to hear anything that there was no LeBron for the Lakers. Obviously, he's still one of the five best players in basketball, but you play who's on uh, the court against you, and the Lakers still had some pretty good players, including D'Angelo Russell turning into uh, Steph Curry for most of this game. But I digress. Um, It didn't matter how they did this one didn't matter how it looked. There were no, I mean, I just watched the Academy Awards with my wife. There was no, uh, the costume design, the production design, the film editing, all the stuff that makes, you know, makeup, all the stuff that makes the movies look pretty. Yeah. Well, this one, I don't know if this one was the prettiest one, the prettiest win. It didn't need to be. They just needed to get it and they just needed to escape. And they did. Um, and it was uh, a game that I think, I again, I'm like losing my mind because I was like, I, my heart was in my throat for the entire fourth quarter. I don't know if anybody else felt that way. Again, I, I, I could never tell sometimes if I'm uh, on an island with the emotions that I go through after these games. That was a game I did not feel like they were going to win at all. I didn't think they were gonna win it in the first half. I didn't think they were gonna win it in the third quarter. I didn't think they were gonna win in the fourth. Even when they were up by 10 midway through the fourth, then maybe a little bit, I was like, okay, they they can get this one. And it would be a very it would now be a, officially be a very bad loss if they lost it. And then um all the way down, even towards the very end, where uh the late game offense without Jalen Brunson turned into uh, I I don't I don't know something that should be illegal um something again keeping with the academy awards theme something that would be rated NC17 and uh children would not be allowed in even uh accompanied by a parent uh but whatever again they got it this was this was a strange game um because there are some really big performances and really important performances that I want to talk about and the 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 performances the two I would argue two of the or two of the certainly two of the four and maybe three of the five most impressive performances although quickly was pretty good too basically what I'm dancing around is when I'm thinking back about about this game the first two guys I'm thinking about are Deuce McBride and Isaiah Hardenstein and the reason I think about them first Isaiah Hardenstein all of zero zero points in this game and Deuce McBride eight points. And boy, were all eight of them. Did they all seem big? Um, I thought deuces energy in the first half, especially changed the game. And I thought that energy carried right over on to the second half. Um, I don't know when this is the last time he played 17 minutes a game. That wasn't a blowout one way or the other, but I'm pretty sure it's been a while. And it felt like you could argue it's, it's crazy because he went out quickly came in in the fourth quarter And quickly, as I've said many times on here, he's been their most consistent two-way player all year. And there was a part of me when quickly came in, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if we should be taking Deuce out right now. That's how impressive Deuce McBride was. Um, Again, just making winning plays left and right. And Isaiah Hardenstein, and maybe my appreciation for Hardenstein after this game was more because I thought Mitch played, you could argue this was the worst Mitch game of the season. I I, quite frankly don't know what Mitch was doing out there for a lot of the time he was out there for 24 minutes. I don't know if it was that. Anthony Davis was in his head a little bit. Cause he, you know, that's a guy he works out with. That's a guy he looks up to whatever it was. Mitch was like, not there. And again, you want to talk about plus minus statistics that reflect the actual game minus 15 for Mitch plus uh, 19 for Hartenstein. So yeah, big time game for Hartenstein and they needed it desperately. I wanted to talk about those two uh, first. Um, Josh Hart, wonderful as always. Obi Toppin, we'll get to... I want to get to Obi because Obi deserves to have his own little segment. thought his nine points were big. I thought his minutes were big. I thought he could have played a little bit more. What else is new? And quickly as usual. Um, And Grimes, also good minutes from Grimes. But there are two guys that did score 30 tonight. And they did it one... Very, very, very present and necessary in the first half. And that was Julius Randle. And boy, did they need his buckets in the first half. Um, even if his, um, um, uh, picking and choosing on the defensive end as to when to exert the requisite amount of effort uh, was a bit annoying at times. Uh, look, he, he made up for it on the other end and his, his points were huge. Uh, 25 points in the first half. And again, ended with 33. Was it perfect all the way through? No, where there's some, you know, a couple of moments there that were some, Oh wait, there's, there's, there's not great Julius. Yes. Um coming up, but coming off of like, let's give credit where credit is due. He's coming off the worst game of the season. Um, I looked earlier today. I think there was one game earlier this year where he shot in 29% from the field. That was his worst shooting game of the season. He shot 20% yesterday. He was atrocious. And obviously, the whole thing on the sidelines where he let it get to him and it was a three point swing at the end of the third quarter. We don't need to talk about it again. He came back in a big way. He bounced back. And that's all you could ask from a player. Was it perfect? No. Did he need to be? No. And then there's RJ Barrett, a player who I sat in front of his microphone on Thursday and absolutely took behind a woodshed and I did it not so much because of his performance against the Kings um, because he was no worse than, and I said it that night for anybody who may have missed it. I said it, he was no worse than two, three, four other guys against the Kings. No, Nobody played very well. well a few people played well against the Kings, but none of the, none of the big time guys. Um, but I let it all out because I've I so I'd, I'd been holding that one in and it was a lot. It was a years long or a, a season's worth of really frustration coming out at a guy that I felt like everybody else had pulled their weight or had figured out ways to, to make themselves into positive winning contributors. And I did not feel that he had done much of that, if at all, for a, a while. And first half tonight, I said it on the halftime zoom. Um, and he was four of 10, and it was a deceiving four of 10 because I didn't think he was. I didn't think I thought it was bad, and I said it. I said I didn't, I didn't think he was good. I thought his defense was bad. He he, some questionable decisions with the shot making. And then what does he do in the second half? Comes out, and he's the best player on the floor on a court that contains all star Julius Randle, all star Anthony Davis, and a guy who's playing like an all star D'Angelo Russell. And how many times, how many times have we had games where I come on here and I say some version of, and that's why RJ Barrett keeps you coming back for more? He, I think, if I haven't used this analogy before, I'll use it now. He is, these games, these half, well, half really, they're the birdie in a round of golf for a guy who's like a 22 handicap, you know? They think about. They don't think about the, the 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 double bogeys and the, you know, and the the three chips to get on the putting green. They don't think about those things. They think of the birdie, and this was the birdie. And look, I would love for that analogy to switch to something more like a a seven handicap golfer who gets more birdies, right? Um, as opposed to a higher one. We'll see. We need more consistency from RJ. But 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 but, and this is the most important thing. In no way, shape, or form do they win this game without him. And that should go without saying, because I don't think Julius had it in the second half um, and they needed to score, you know, like and score. They uh, Tom Piccolo uh, tweeted about it after the Clippers game. They've been the twenty-eighth uh, or 29th ranked offense over the three game losing streak. And their effective field goal percentage. Was the worst in the league by far, by by several miles this game, the Knicks shot twenty nine point seven percent from three which again, for them over the last three games is like great. And they shot 47.7% overall. RJ did not finish with the best shooting numbers, 12 of 27 overall. He was one of eight from three. Although my God, the one he hit, <laughs> the one, oh, man, I don't know if it was luck or what, but he does seem to save those big threes. Uh, it was, a, it was obviously a massive one at the end of a shot clock, a blown play, the whole thing. And he made it, but Look, he was he was not good, not great. He was exceptional from um, two point range in his drives to the rim, touch around the basket. Benji was tweeting about it earlier in the night about all the different maneuvers and different ways he was finishing. Again, these are the halves and, and games that keep you coming back for more with RJ. And it was winning basketball. It was winning basketball, especially because this is a team again that has been troubling, tr- having trouble scoring. And there's been having trouble in specifically without Jalen Brunson manufacturing offense Um, because without Brunson, it puts extra pressure on everybody else to be perfect. And I think that is what got has what has gotten into their three point shooting. I think guys are putting too much pressure on themselves. Um, Randall has kind of fallen off a cliff from three since Brunson's out. I don't think that's a coincidence. Again, they only had 11 threes at a 37 attempts, which is like just not, you know it's obviously not going to get it done, um. So they needed that. They needed that. I and credit to Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly only ended up with 15 points tonight, but it felt like every one of Emmanuel Quickly's buckets was huge too in the moments that they happened. Um, really, you could say that about a lot of guys. Like McBride's two threes felt really big. Toppin's points. I mean, getting out, energizing, getting on the fast break. Um, credit to. Um, Josh Hart, who has seemed to activate Obi Toppin a little bit more, the version of Obi Toppin we knew and loved. Um, That guy came out again for the second game in a row. It was nice to see him. Josh Hart's two threes, massive. They felt, I mean, especially the first score of the fourth quarter when it felt like the momentum was really turning. That Josh Hart three I thought was incredible in the moment. Um, So big baskets all around. But again, they needed a guy. They needed a guy to put them on their back in the second half of this game. And RJ was that guy and they don't win it without him. They just don't. Um, So credit to RJ. Um, This was his game. As far as I'm concerned, for as much as I praise the whole bunch of other people, it's great to see because anything interesting, anything remotely interesting that this team is going to do for the rest of this season, at least RJ has got to be a big part of it. And he was a big part of it tonight. So uh, credit to him, credit to them, and I, I, I don't usually do this until later in the live stream. I'm doing it real quick right now, just taking a taking a big picture, you know, kind of zooming out. The, the goalposts moved up with the nine game winning streak and how they were playing, and and all of those sorts of things. Uh, the goalposts, I think, with the Brunson injury, now I think it's fair that they've moved back a little bit. And right now the Knicks are sitting in a virtual tie for six, although the Nets are percentage points ahead. Um, Cleveland uh, won again today against the uh, Hornets. They are now three games up of both the Nets and the the Knicks. I'm quite frankly not even thinking about fourth anymore. But to stay in a virtual tie with the Nets, and, and I do think that that is important. I do think even though the Nets, and I watched, a decent amount of their game today against the Nuggets. They played really, they won in Denver. The Nets are playing really well. The Nets are not going to go away. Um, but to just stay in that five, six somewhere in that five, six, I, I, you want it to be the five, I think, although, you know, who knows the way things might break, but for them to stay up and they're now three and a half games up on the heat. And I sent out a little thread to the uh, Substack stack uh, chat earlier this morning, basically like, If you can't, if you're the Knicks and you could split those last two games against Miami who lost yesterday to Orlando, you know, if you could split those last two games against Miami and you just, you do just enough down the stretch, you're going to make the playoffs. And I think at this point with the Brunson uncertainty, with the injury and everything, some people may disagree with me. Some people may think I'm, I'm taking a little bit too easy on them. Just make the top six, get in the dance give yourself a chance in the first round to to play somebody, you know, and it's probably not going to be the bucks, which means it's a team that they're going to go into the series saying like, Hey, whoever they play, you could say we beat them a few times this year. Uh, And I think that's important. So big win, big, 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 big win. Um, I don't want to concede Tuesday, but it takes a little bit of the pressure off on Tuesday, a little, little bit of the pressure off on Tuesday, although I still think that's a game they should, um, Obviously, they should look to win the game. Portland's not very good. Um, and Dame, I believe, uh, has some kind of injury issue going on. I, I certainly wouldn't mind not seeing him. Okay. I think that's it from, from uh the monologue. Uh, let's get to the Weiss and Rosenblum personal injury report. Uh, don't forget, if you think you may have an injury, even if you, you're not sure, if you think you might have a case, you might, something happen to you. You're not sure what's going on. You just want to talk to some experienced attorneys, not rookies, veterans. You're going to call Weiss and Rosenblum. The law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum have been doing this for a very long time. They're very, very good at it. 212-366-6100. Again, 212-366-6100. Or visit rosenbloom.com for more information. Uh, they are the personal injury attorneys that are like tonight's Best Picture winner. They are everywhere, everything, Uh, all at once. They will take care of all of your personal injury needs one more time. 212-366-6100. Prior results don't guarantee future outcomes, but again, you think you might have a case call for a free consultation. Okay. Uh, Jalen Brunson still out. Um, I believe there was a Woj report on TV tonight, which said essentially don't expect to see Jalen Brunson on Tuesday. And frankly, I'm not surprised. Uh, They have three days off after the uh, Blazers game just sit him and if he's ready to come back next weekend, when they play the start a two game homestand against the Nuggets and the Wolves Godspeed. And honestly, there's a part of me that's like, even if he's not back for those games, it wouldn't be the end of the world to me. I, I just the Miami game, the the first Miami game is the next game after uh, those two. That's the one that he should have circled. That's on a, that's on Wednesday, the 22nd. So a week and a half away. That's like, to me, worst case scenario. Hopefully he's back by them, but I, I expect we'll see him in the weekend. Okay. That's your personal injury report presented by Weiss and Rosenblum. Moment of the game. Moment of the game. I'm glad I, I wrote down several candidates before we got to the last few minutes. Uh, because the last few minutes were not particularly pretty. Um, but again, they, they got the job done. Um, I have. Hmm. Okay. This is going to be tough. So there was an uh, one I know is going to be a nominee is an I uh, Isaiah Hardenstein steal of Anthony Davis that led to an o- RJ to OB fast break lob. Um it gave the Knicks 103 points and it uh, they were up by 10 shortly thereafter that. Uh that's definitely one of the nominees the Hardenstein steal to the RJ to OB lob i think mm, this is tough because if i if i do this one i'm going to leave a big one out now i'm going to do this so again they this team just struggles to score without Jalen brunson late in games so i got to do the basket that was their last basket of the game it was the josh hart playing with his head up smart 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 Grabbed the rebound, passed way ahead to RJ, gave him 110 points. It was a cushion they needed at the time. Um, RJ converted the basket. Credit to him, but I want to give an extra credit to Josh Hart for for seeing that that pass needed to be made. he could not hesitate for a split second on that pass, and he made it immediately. And again, that's that's uh, gave the Knicks 110 points. And now I got a tough decision because the other two, there was the defense. There was a possession that Deuce had where he defended, he had to jump out and defend a D'Angelo Russell corner three. And he got, he not only did he defend it after a blow, a jump by, but he got back in the play and managed to close out the possession. And then that was followed by him hitting a three, which was then followed by him drawing an offensive foul. So it was actually like a, a three part play by deuce that started with great defense on the corner. And then there's the, 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 the RJ three that put him up by 10 with five minutes left um, to make a 106.96. But the thing is, that wasn't a great play. That was just like that was more fortuitous. It was a great shot. It was a big shot, whether it was a lucky shot or not. So I'm gonna go with the Deuce Trifecta. So our three nominees, the Deuce Trifecta, the Hardenstein Steel leading to the Obi-Lob, and then the um, and then the Josh Hart pass ahead to RJ for uh the finish to get him to 110 points. Okay. Think that's it. Um, I'm. Sh- I hope we got some some people who are here and checking us out, and that everybody didn't turn into the. Although I guess if you did tune into the Oscars and you don't know what happened in the game, what what better place is there for you to be? So either way, um, welcome everybody, and uh, let's get things going. Here we go.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
3: What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I've found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool60 and use code Filmschool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool60 and use code Filmschool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Busy starts us
1: off. The bench did awesome tonight. I'm proud of Deuce and Obi, for sure. Again, Deuce popped for me a little bit more. But Obi... You can't ask much more of Obi Toppin. Um, And there's a reason why this team is still very high on Deuce, even though he's not in the rotation anymore. I think it really is a testament to McBride that... Evan Fournier is over there sitting on the bench and there's listen, there's been some people, especially as they've been going through this shooting slump who've been calling for some Fournier minutes, whether as a ninth man, or I think most people are like expand the rotation to 10 guys and play Fournier, Um, which is, which is fair, by the way, either one of those is fair. Uh, I think it's a testament to Deuce that he's the one getting these minutes and not, Fournier. And that's not a shot at Fournier, but it's a testament. Again, it's it's exactly as I said, it's a testament to Deuce. Um, so great job by him and by Obi. Thanks, Busy. Starting us off here on the right foot, as I knew you would. Robert Cross. It's your boy, John. RJ's best quality is his resiliency. That's funny because I wrote something a few weeks ago basically saying this is kind of the same thing about not that Randall's best quality is his resiliency, but that his resiliency his ability to bounce back is what kind of defined him as a Nick. So I guess you could say the same thing about RJ maybe, you know, it's as two of those, for as much as those two guys do not seemingly complement each other on the court. It is kind of funny that they both do have this, you know, knock us down seven times. We'll get up eight, you know, Dwayne Wade mentality, but, um. Anyway, relentless to the rack. I'll remember all the slander in the community as he shall rise. Hashtag Eastern Conference final star horse. Um. Yeah. I mean, look, I, this is not aimed at you, Rob, uh, because I I know you and I know where you're coming from. But I, I would at some point kind of like to move away from the um sh- showing reasonable frustration with a player um equates to slander that must be that must you know you you must pay hell for your slander when you when you badmouth the player when he's doing well. RJ hasn't played well this year and you and I know again this is not targeted at you Robert cuz you've admitted to me and I, that RJ has not played well this year. The difference is you have more of a belief in this player than I have shown. Um and so credit to you for that. And look at the end of the day one of us is going to be proven right. RJ is going to become the player that you have always thought he's going to be or he's going to become some slightly lesser version of that, which is, I think where I kind of more skewed to, but again, nights like this, make anybody who questioned him look silly because like 30 points against a team that's been playing as well as the Lakers with Anthony Davis back there defending the rim. Can't, can't fake that. That's there's no, no empty calories in there. You know, you want, you want it to be a little bit more efficient. You want him to start knocking down some more of these threes, um, but it, great job by RJ. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you, man. Robert with another one. First time, long time, John. I need this win. We all did. Um, I am already agitated, and I can't deal with more agita. I don't have the patience for this. hashtag Fifty three wins. Are you? Um, I can't believe I'm, I'm talking about burying the lead. Uh. So the Knicks at present time are 40 and 30. Um, Yes, that's right. Okay. I was not on yesterday to properly commemorate that we do officially have to put 53 wins to bed, Um, which is sad. But, you know, um, Robert, I think you should be offended that the... um, Motion Picture Association of America did not include hashtag 53 wins in the in memoriam segment on tonight's Oscars. I think that would have been fitting. And then John Travolta could have shed another tear for you. Thanks, Robert. Busy with another one. Last few minutes is ugly without Brunson. Yeah, it's and it's going to be. And it's like, and honestly, it. I'm not even sure it matters who's out there and um, busy. Me and you have disagreed a lot. God, God knows we've disagreed a lot on, um on Tom Thibodeau. This is one thing that we're, I think, absolutely in agreement on, like, you know, if you're the coach of a team that always seems to have these, have these issues late in games, like you got to own that. That said, um, you know, you don't have your starting point guard. So yeah, like, as you say, it's without Brunson. So that matters. And, um, I will say, and this may just be me, and others should certainly feel free to push back on this. Just watching games this year, man, it does seem that like a lot of teams get into these situations late in games when they have a seemingly safe lead, and then it's just like things start to fall apart on them. Um, and certainly not every team, and it's certainly not every night, but it. Does, I don't know. It, it seems it's it feels like it happens more, or it has happened more this year than any other. At least that's how my just. Anecdotal feeling. Thanks, Busy. Busy with another one. Apparently Busy and um, Robert Cross, the only two people not watching the Oscars tonight. The roller coaster that is number 30. Never before have I watched the player play so well one play and look terrible in the very next play for more times in a single game. So I'm just going to say it. And I, I, I say this as someone who has been a... Obviously, uh, the biggest antagonist of Randall last season, and I'd like to think one of his bigger supporters and and, um, flag wavers this season. And if they had lost this game, I would have gone on here. I promise you I would have come on here and I would have defended him for, again, a shot making display that they absolutely needed. All that being said. Did not think this was a good Randall game. 33 points on 24 shots. Again, impeccable shot making. I did not think he played well, really, in this game. He shot it well for a half. Um, I did not think he played well at all. And um, this is going to be tricky because I got, as anybody who's a, a newsletter reader knows, I do, and I haven't I haven't cheated once this year. I'm not going to start, about, I'm not about to start cheating now with freaking 12 games left to go. I do stars of the weekend. Not stars of the game, stars of the weekend. So I got to encompass the Clippers game as well, which was, again, his worst game of the year. One of the worst games any Nick has played this year. I don't know if Randall's going to start tomorrow. I got that's, that's... And my, my inclination is to say it's probably not going to be close. Um, I mean, geez, I, you know... RJ will get a star, but I don't know if he's getting three stars either. I I was really impressed with some of the bench performances this weekend. We'll see. I'll think about that some more. Thanks, Busy. Again. Uh, Juwanon. What's going on, Juwanon? Oh, man, did we need this? (laughs) I'm glad other people felt this way, too. (laughs) Uh, Great win. Seeing Brunson in a boot scares me, but I'd rather he be healthy for the first round than rush back. Deuce balling like this has to help relieve the pressure. So I'm just going to read uh, Fred Katz's tweet from a few minutes ago. Brunson wore the boot when he was courtside today as a protective measure, just in case it got kicked or stepped on, not not wearing it away from the court. Now, that is what the Knicks are saying. Should we believe the Knicks? Uh, I will naively, perhaps... <laughs> Choose to believe the Knicks and believe that he he does not need a walking boot. Um, but, you know, to each their own. Thanks, and I appreciate you, man. Uh, Hamdy M, what's going on, Hamdy? How are you? Going to keep this simple, John. We got the win <laughs> on a back to back. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I, I'm, I do a terrible job about some things. I do probably do a terrible job. A lot of things. Thank you everybody for watching me do a terrible job at all these things. Um, But one thing I I always neglect to mention until somebody brings it up. I just, I I, I don't know why I don't think about it is when they're on a back to back. And you know why I think that is, is like, here, I'll spin it into a positive. This team really doesn't ever like drag where you're like, Oh, they're clearly on. The second night of a back to back, and that's a credit to them and a credit to, you know, the coaching staff for getting them prepared. Because um, it just certainly didn't feel like they were on the second half of back to back to back. You know, little, you know, some not great closeouts in the first half. Um, the rebounding was a little shoddy out of the gate for sure, first three, four, five minutes. Uh, but then they cleaned it up right away, and I thought the energy was spectacular. I mean, they again they held the. the I know the Lakers aren't world beaters on offense, but they held the Lakers two hundred eight points which is, which is a good job by them. Second straight game. I think they held uh, in LA team to 108 points. Anyway, not going to stress about the details now. Most needed win. Yeah. You don't worry about the, the. De- and again, it's, it's not like, it's not like their formula all year has fallen apart. Just to go over the stats that I know I'm, I, I go back to a lot, but like the Knicks this year, all season long, have been winning. How they've been winning with offensive rebounding. Now tonight, they actually only got 12 after getting 23 and 20 in back-to-back games. I don't know that any NBA team has more than 46 rebounds in consecutive or in back-to-back non-overtime games. Um, So they came back down to earth a little bit there. Um, Turnovers, they had 11, just okay. It's passable. And then um, 21 free throws, which, uh, so actually, you know what, those three categories not as great as they've been doing, but the one area that I I do think that they really stepped up with tonight and luck certainly helped them out cuz the the Lakers did miss a good deal of open threes. But I thought they defended I thought they defended better tonight. And I certainly think they defended better down the stretch of the game. Um their defense down the stretch of the Kings game obviously was was not ideal. Um Clippers game, I, I thought they made it a little bit too easy on L.A., especially at the start of the fourth quarter. I thought in this game, again, save for those last couple of dicey minutes, I, I did think the the defense got better as the game went on. Again, save for some itchy, iffy closeouts and some, some um, you know, a, a couple of threes that you probably could have contested a little bit better. Uh, thanks, Hamdi. Jesse D, what's going on, Jesse massive win feels like a lot of us breathing a sigh of relief. I know I am. Hardenstein was outstanding. Completely agree. Great to see Randall bounce back offensively. Yeah. Great comment. And um, the Isaiah Hardenstein redemption tour continues. You know, this has been, if we, if we, if we, if we mark the turnaround for Hardenstein starting at the second Cleveland win, the one that ended the, um, the four-game losing streak. That was January 24th. It's March 12th. So where was that seven weeks, give or take? Um, yeah, it's about seven weeks. <clears throat> He's been playing exceptional basketball for seven weeks. You know, good job by him to turn his season around. They, again, they don't win this game without him. Thanks, Jesse. Dzilla, what's going on, Dave? good uh, to see you yesterday. Can we get a pro Star J. Barrett take tonight? I mean, I think I gave you a few pro Star J. Barrett takes. Um, let me give you one more. Um, I thought I I think there are times where. RJ has it going, gets it going offensively. Even if he doesn't have it going the whole game offensively, games where he gets it going offensively. And by the way, I thought his defense was was also better as the as the game get on. But I think there, or as the game went on, I think there are games where he gets it going offensively, and then, much like Randall, we've seen over the years, uh, it goes too far, and he gets a little bit too, too, too tunnel vision and he even though he's doing very well he starts taking shots where it's like oh, that's actually not a great shot and like oh, that's actually not a great job I, again I know he didn't shoot it well overall but a lot of those were threes I thought he did a good job of staying within himself and I, I can't say with maybe one exception that was in the third quarter I can't say that there was a single shot that he took tonight that I, I had a real issue with so I thought from a process standpoint Really big game by RJ Barrett. Thanks, D. Appreciate you, man. Ham hey, DM spot day for Randall tomorrow. I mean, the dude's played in seventy basketball games. Seventy. It's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. I hope he does go to a spot tomorrow. Please, I'll 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 uh, I'll I'll split the cost. Actually, no, the spot that that dude's going to. I can't afford that shit. <clears throat> Thanks, Hamdi. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? All the credit in the world to Isaiah Hardenstein. Looked like a bust of a free agent signing midway through. No longer. Big first from Andel, from Randall, and the start of the fourth for RJ. Um, Yeah, I uh, can't disagree with anything there, Hardenstein. You know, I, I don't know if I'd say he's a value contract now, but like all in all, especially with some of the offense that he flashed against the Clippers, not as much tonight, but I, I think that was a good signing. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I think it's a good signing, especially in comparison to some of the signings this team has made over the years. It's the one. It's the one area that the the Leon Rose regime has kind of like not nailed, um, especially in with the heart trade. Uh, between the hard trade and the original Derek Rose trade, you know, you, you look at it and you'd be like, okay, they've done more good than bad when it comes to trades. They've obviously done really well in the draft. And then uh, free agency, obviously we've got Brunson, but um, free agency is the one area they've kind of lacked. And, uh, you know, put Hardenstein, it, obviously he's not a Brunson level signing, but it's good signing. Good signing for them. Thanks, Kev. J-B-R-I. What's going on, J-B-R-I? Feels good to win. Most important development for the Knicks is five straight games of the bench, winning their minutes without quickly. Huge for the confidence of guys like Obi, um, I-Heart, etc. I love this comment. Um, Great job by you. I know... I think we were talking about it in in the Substack chat. Someone else said, made a great point that like, Quickly's like really good starting, but it it just he I, I I don't feel like it's the same impact as when he's off the bench. And that's kind of what I concentrate on, which is like quickly's impact is a little bit is not as strong when he's not coming off the bench and when he's starting. But what we don't pay nearly enough attention to, and what you do a great job raising here, is the fact that quickly not being able to be with the rest of the bench unit that hurts the bench unit, you know? Um, And like credit to them. And, and look, it's also a credit to Josh Hart who has obviously come and played a big role there, but yeah, the bench, maybe, I mean, these last two games, especially, and I guess you go back to the Kings game too, right? Um, You know, this felt, this feels like last season, (laughs) right? Right. Where it's like, you're just waiting for the bench to come in. And like, I know for me, second half, you know, the Knicks were holding their own there in the third quarter. They were doing good, but like, I, I couldn't wait for the bench to come in for sure. So yeah. And look, they're going to need everybody. If they're going to win uh, moving forward, even when Brunson comes back, thanks. JBR. I appreciate that, man. Robert cross with another one, first time, long time, John, can we get a game ball for McBride? We get, I, I got t- I really got to be honest with you. I, McBride is in my running is in the running for three-star player of the weekend for me, which is just wild. And like, it, look for anybody who doesn't know my process, cause I don't really talk about it openly, but like, cause it's kind of, I kind of make it up as I go along, but this I'm, I am kind of consistent with, I do kind of grade on a curve. So it is much more like, be a star in your role. And if you are about as good as you could be in your role, I do have a tendency to put you ahead of like, well, what this guy did on the whole is more impressive, but like wasn't as big a star in his role. And then I got to kind of parse it out, but I don't know that Deuce McBride could have played much better than he did certainly today. And I I would have to go back and, and really think about the Clipper game too. But like this weekend, and and to do it in Brunson's absence and be the guy stepping in for Brunson, I think it carries even more meaning uh, for this team right now because Brunson's so important to them. <clears throat> um, the rest of Robert's comment, I don't want him traded. I don't want him mentioned in trades. No mention on cap or no cap. I, don't, I actually think Deuce is like, this may sound crazy to say, I think he's one of the safer Knicks in terms of guys that you could count on him being here next season because and this is going to sound like a slight on him, but like, it's just the reality. I don't think Deuce carries like, I don't think anyone else around the league is going to look at Deuce and be like, Oh, we're not, you know, we're not doing the trade without that guy. Like he's not that level of player. Um, I don't think, you know, like he's not. Yeah. I I just don't think he's that level of player. Whereas you could see, you know, whether it's an RJ or, 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 or a quickly or a Grimes or, well, really those three guys. And, You know, even to a lesser extent than Obi. Although I think Obi, that's those are different question marks because of the whole Randall thing. But like, you know, if it's for the right super, right star, right superstar, you know, the sad reality is that nobody on the roster is safe outside of outside of uh, Jalen Brunson. And I don't, yeah, I don't think Deuce has anything to worry about. I think they like Deuce. I think they love Deuce. I think they're really psyched to continue developing him. And you know, and they should be. They should be. He's a good player. Thank you, Robert. Hi, Zoo. Josh Hart, what a winning player! Are we, are we already taking him for granted? Because I think I am. Um, I just kind of glossed over him tonight. Like, oh yeah, Josh Hart. You know, more more winning basketball plays. Next, what else is new? Um, yeah, incredible. Whatever series we play, I just know Hart is going to make that one game-changing play. So happy he's on this team. I'll just read his stat line tonight. Dude played thirty-four minute, thirty-two minutes. Excuse me. Um second most minutes on the team after Barrett and Randall. Uh 3 of 5 from the field, 2 of 4 from deep. Um Excuse me. 2 of 4 from the field, 2 of 4 from deep. Only shot four three-pointers. Two massive massive free throws to seal this baby. 8 rebounds, two offensive rebounds, four assists. Um did have three turnovers. It was a plus 13. And, like, eight, you know, I, I'll, let me stick on that for a second. Because, like, eight rebounds, four assists is a stat line that for a lot of, like, for Julius Randle, like, the, that's the standard, right? Eight rebounds, four assists, or actually more like 10 rebounds, four assists. And that's because Julius Randle handles, and, and I'm not saying this to disparage Julius Randle. Like I could name 25 other players in the league, and use different stats where it's like they're going to get those stats because they handle the ball all the time for Josh Hart to routinely, look up and he has these assist numbers and obviously the rebounding numbers like those, those particular counting stats for him are even more impressive because he's not a guy that they're running any plays for. He's not a guy that's like handling the ball a lot. Like you want to talk about a guy that makes the absolute most out of every minute that he is on the floor is Josh Hart. The one thing he doesn't do is he doesn't shoot it a ton. And like, I don't know, has his hesitation struck you as a negative at all? Since he's been here? I Maybe a little bit, but like tonight, like he has a feel for the moment. He knew they needed a basket, fired away, boom. Next time, fired away, boom. Like it's, That dude, very happy he's a Nick. I'll just say that.